we have the assurance that he is coming to take us home. That's what the Bible teaches. And that's what I'm giving you this morning. That Jesus Christ is coming. Man, there is no time left. Things are happening so quickly that I've never seen in my life. Never. And the Bible speaks that he's going to come. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today's lesson continues our study of God's work in and through the lives of biblical believers, and it's good to have you with us. As Raul outlines the end-time insights divinely given to the prophet Daniel, you'll get a challenge to prepare for the future with a heart of faith and a solid understanding of God's plans for the last days. Stay with us for a sobering look at the global chaos that will precede Jesus' return. Here's Raul Reese with our lesson, Daniel, a man of his time. Well, this morning we're going to be studying the book of Daniel chapter 9, verses 20 to 27, the seventh week of Daniel we're going to be sharing. This morning we have the most astonishing prophecy that was given to Daniel that's just incredible to see you by numbers. That is a perfect time for everything. Everything. God doesn't make mistakes. Remember, he's perfect. That's why he's God. We make mistakes. And then just think for a moment how God chooses people. He chose you. He chose me. He chose Daniel. He chose Jeremiah, Moses. All these people in the Bible, he chose them so that he could accomplish his will. His will. And his will is that he's coming back again. He promised that. He also tells us that there's going to be a period of time that is not going to be nice. A period of time of seven years where you'll be able to see semi-things and then full power things. Where you'll see things falling from the sky. Death will flee for five months. Or people get in an accident or you get your head blown up and you can't die. A lot of times people read the book of Revelation and say, oh, man, that's, I don't really believe that. John the Beloved being in the island of Patmos, you know, he's the only disciple that never died by persecution, never became a martyr. But there in the book of Revelation was given to him in the island of Patmos, 22 chapters was given to him. In the first chapter, we have the introduction. Chapter 2 and 3, we have the seven churches. In chapter 4 and 5, we're in heaven. The rapture comes, we're in heaven. We see Christ there. In chapter 6, it all begins. From chapter 6 to chapter 19, all hell breaks loose. And when you read it, you go, wow, how can this be? It will be. God said it, he's going to do it. And this is exactly when I read the book of Daniel. The prophecies that are given to us concerning the 70 week of Daniel that is given to us. Now let's look at Daniel chapter 9 verse 20. And right as he's praying 
all of a sudden, in verse 20, God sends a messenger. Two archangels he has, Gabriel and Michael. Gabriel sent. He says, And now while I, Daniel, was praying or speaking, praying, confessing my sin and the sins of my people, Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. You notice how many times he says my God five times. Personal relationship with his God. Do you have a personal relationship with your God, which is my God? His God that loved him. His God that is going to use this young teenager that came to Babylon through the captivity of the Jews being captive by the Babylonians. God separating Daniel and his three friends and placing them in the kingdom of Babylon and taking them and not only shaping them and getting ready for the future. That now recognizing that, hey, this is 68 years. I've been here. God said 70 years. Man, something's going on here. Hey, the time is coming to an end. And the Lord knew exactly what to tell Daniel. He told him exactly what he needed to know, not only about Daniel, not only about your time, but I'm going to tell you about the end of the world, what's going to happen. And it's interesting because in verse 20, he says here, Now while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, Israel. So he was interceding for who? For his people. Just like I intercede for you, intercede for me, please. We need to intercede for one another. We're all sinners. We all need a Jesus Christ. We all have Jesus Christ. And we need to come to that place in my life, your life. However old you are, young, it doesn't matter if you're old or young. The things are happening that I've never seen in my life. Things that I never thought I would see. That when you see these things, Paul said, hey, the end is come. Like I said at the beginning, we don't know when the rapture is going to take place, but there is a generation that will never die. Every generation needs to be ready. Every young person needs to be ready. You need to know God's word. You need to read the Bible. You need to pray. You need to be in a church that teaches the word of God. And so Daniel just blows my mind because Daniel uses the word mind Five times. And what does that say? It speaks of his relationship between him and God. And then in verse 21, here it comes. He said, yes. While I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening sacrifice or offering. Now, I told you about Michael and Gabriel. Michael's not here. We'll see him later on. One thing that I thought about giving to you about Gabriel, that he's not only his name means man of God. That's his name, man of God. But he interprets Daniel's vision in Daniel chapter 8, if you remember, verse 16 to 27. 
And then he reveals a prophecy of the 70 week, which we're studying here this morning. And then he announces the John the Baptist's birth in Luke 1, 11 to 22. And then he announces Christ's birth in Luke 26 and 38. And then he stands in God's presence in Luke 1, 29. Important angel of God, archangel of God. And so is Michael, very important angel. And so here he comes to Daniel. And notice again what it says, verse 21. Be encouraged to fly swiftly. Reach me about the time of the evening offering. They hadn't had the evening sacrifice for a long time. And now it's here. And when you talk about this evening sacrifice or evening offering, there have been no sacrifice for a half a century since the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem in 586 B.C. But there was a daily sacrifice required by the law of God. Required. At 3 o'clock in the afternoon, they would begin to sacrifice, typifying the future sacrifice of Jesus Christ dying on the cross. Dying on the cross. Way back in the Old Testament. And imagine now Daniel sitting there, and here Gabriel is speaking to him, and now the evening sacrifice is done according to Hebrews 9.14 concerning Jesus. But then also notice verse 22. And he informed me, Gabriel informed Daniel, and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I have now come forth to give you skill To understand. I'm here. God sent me so that I can tell you and you can understand what he is going to do through your life. That's why I have come to you. Verse 23. And at the beginning of your supplications, plural, the command went out. And I have come to tell you, for you are greatly beloved. Notice, greatly beloved. Hey, man, you are loved in heaven. The Lord loves you, and everybody knows about you. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Roland Reese. We'd like to tell you about an incredible event coming up later this year. It's the Footsteps of Paul Tour. The dates are November 6th through 16th. Roll would love to have you join him. To get more information, visit somebodylovesyou.com. Now back to the conclusion of our lesson today, Daniel, a man of his time. And then he says, therefore, consider the matter and understand the vision. Pay attention, Daniel. We're going to reveal something to you. Verse 24, God's program now. We see Seventy weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city. 490 years. 490 years. Number one, to finish the transgression. Number two, to make an end of sins. Number three, to make reconciliation for iniquity. Bring in everlasting righteousness. Number five, to seal up vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. So Daniel was first informed by God's program would be consummated by 77s. 77s, 490 years. 
In Jeremiah 25, 11 and 12, he says, For this whole land shall be a desolation and astonishment, and these nations shall serve the king of Babylon 70 years. Then it will come to pass, when 70 years are completed, that I will punish the king of Babylon and the nation and the land of the Chaldeans for their iniquity, saith the Lord, and I will make a perpetual desolation. Second Chronicles thirty six twenty one, To fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed her Sabbath, as long as she lay desolate, she had kept the Sabbath to fulfill 70 years. Now remember, the reason there's 70 years in Babylon is because they didn't keep the 70 years they were supposed to keep to tilt the land and let the land rest. They didn't do that. So they had to pay for it. So every seven year was a Sabbath to rest. Every seventh year was a Sabbath. You till the land for six years, the seventh year, you don't do anything to it. You let it rest. But they did it for seven years over and over until God says, you know what? You've gotten overboard. So every year you took from me, you're going to pay for it. You're going to go to Babylon for 70 years. And 70 times 70, 490 years. The span of time was decreed by Daniel. So now, when you come to that place of Daniel chapter 9, you begin to see that as God is speaking to Daniel, he's saying, look, there's going to be 490 years that have to be fulfilled. So this is what he does, verse 25. Therefore, understand that from the going forth of the command to restore, to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the prince. Remember? In Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 8, on March 14, 445 B.C., the command was given for Nehemiah to go back and rebuild the city of Jerusalem. So what does he say? That from the going forth of the command to restore and rebuild Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the Prince, who's the Messiah, the Prince? Jesus. On April the 6th, 32 A.D., what did Jesus do? Enter the city of Jerusalem on a donkey, 483 years were fulfilled at that point in time, and there was only seven years left, which made 490 years, and those last seven years have not been fulfilled yet. 483 only. God's word is so amazing. If he fulfilled 483, he's going to fulfill the next seven. Thus saith the Lord. It's God's word. And it's incredible when you read it. He goes on in verse 25. To restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the Prince, there shall be seven weeks of 62 weeks, 434 and 49. Notice. And then after the 62 weeks, the Messiah shall be cut off. What does that mean? The Messiah was crucified. Jesus was crucified. But not for himself. And the people of the prince, the prince who is to come, shall destroy the city. Who's that? That's Titus, Vespasian's son that came in 70 AD and destroyed the city of Jerusalem. Imagine he's telling Daniel way before it happens. Who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The sanctuary. 
Jesus said that when he was there. The end of it shall be with a flood until the end of the world desolations are determined. He says, all this will come to pass. All of it. Nothing is going to be left behind. 483 years. According to the Jewish Gargadian calendar, I'll read it to you. Since we have 69 weeks, 7 years each, each year, 360 days, the equation is as follows. 69 times 7 times 360 is, uh, equals 173,880 days to the T. Beginning with March 14, 445 B.C., and the days brings us to April 6, 32 AD, Jesus entering the city to prove that 173,880 days equal exactly the period from March 14, 445 BC to April the 6th, 32 AD. It is very necessary to compute this period in terms of our own calendar year as follows. 445 BC to 32 AD is 476 years. BC 1 to AD 1 is one year. 476 times 365 equals 173, 740 days. Add the leap years, 116 days, three less of four centuries, March 14. April the 6th, 24 days exclusive, the total of 173,880 days, exactly as God's word said it would. Exactly. To the T. Man, are we ready to meet the Lord? Nothing left. Nothing left. One week. And the Lord did it so amazing that before that last week was to be fulfilled, he throws in the rapture. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Why? Because he doesn't want his people to suffer. He wants to take, like in the Old Testament, he wants to take his remnant of people that really love him, that really live the Christian life. And there's no fear of coming things because we have the security, we have the assurance that he is coming to take us home. That's what the Bible teaches. And that's what I'm giving you this morning. That Jesus Christ is coming. Man, there is no time left. Things are happening so quickly that I've never seen in my life. Never. And the Bible speaks that he's going to come. We should be looking for his day coming. Titus 2.13 says, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. We should be praying for his coming. Revelations 22.20, he who testifies to these things, say it surely, I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Thirdly, we should be living holy lives. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is a good and acceptable, perfect will of God. Fourthly, we should be spirit-filled. Ephesians 5.18, and do not be drunk with wine. In order, 
be you filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Fifthly, we should be putting the armor of God. Ephesians 6, 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Six, we should be preaching the word of God. Second Timothy 4, 2, preach the word. Be ready in season, out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering teaching. And finally, we should be crucifying our flesh. Galatians 5.24, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions, desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Holy Spirit of God. He goes on. Notice verse 26 again. And after the 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people, the prince, remember the Roman Titus, who is to come, shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end shall be with a flood until the end of the world. Desolations are determined. Now, check this out. Verse 27. Now, he jumps all the way from 483 years to the last seven years of world history. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. Seven years. Who's that? The Antichrist. The last seven years, the Antichrist. But in the middle of the week, the first three and a half, semi-tribulation, the last three and a half years, great tribulation, the Bible says. But in the middle of the weeks, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offerings And on the wing of abominations shall be one who makes desolate, even until the consummation which is determined is poured out on the desolation. The Antichrist will rule for seven years, and he will kill a lot of people. During the middle of the tribulation period, the Lord is going to send two prophets. We think it's Elijah and Enoch. They never died. Never died. They were taken by God. And then they're going to kill them. And when they kill them, they're going to lie in the streets of Jerusalem for three days. Three days is what? The number of resurrection. And they're going to be resurrected. And as they're resurrected, people will be looking up. The cameras will be on them. And they'll go to heaven. And then all hell will break loose for the last three and a half years that nobody has ever seen. Hell. 180 to 200 pounds in weight. The islands shaken in Revelation chapter 6 out of their places. Revelation 16, no island, no mountain was found. Everything was leveled. I mean, people will try to commit suicide. And for five months, you can't die. It's going to be the worst time in the history of the world. And all because they rejected Jesus Christ. And they accept the false Messiah, the Antichrist. Man, how we need to pray. How we need to keep our eyes in the next four years or eight years or 12 years. What I've just given you is God's word. And God will fulfill his word. And we need to come to that place where I say, Lord, here I am. I surrender my whole life to you. Whatever you want in my life, I will do. 
It's sobering to contemplate the tribulation that lies ahead for the world. But we hope that today's lesson has been a challenge for you to ready yourself for the future with unwavering trust in the Lord. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To review today's lesson, call us at 800-634-9165 and we'll send you an unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. When you contact us, mention today's teaching titled, Daniel, A Man of His Time. Now, we'd also like to tell you about Rawls' entire Men of the Bible series. Empowering you with reassurance from Christians who've gone before you in faith, this 20-part study is conveniently available on both CD and USB drive. You'll see that like Moses, Joseph, and many others, you can be a spiritual light in the darkness just by making yourself available to the Lord. To purchase Rawls' 20-lesson study titled Men of the Bible, visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send your thumb drive for $21 or the CD set for $26. That's 800-634-9165. To order this resource by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, Post Office Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese is listener-supported. Every tax-deductible gift helps us keep sharing the Bible's wisdom and hope. Thank you for partnering with us. Next time on Somebody Loves You Radio, we'll return to the pages of God's Word for more riches as we seek how to better follow Him daily. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.